How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke, and I'm joined by Joe once again. It's been about two weeks, I think, since we last came to you with the Charging Buffalo podcast. So, uh, Joe, how you doing today? I am doing just great. The Sabres just acquired Jeff Skinner a couple days ago, and oh, yeah. life is good. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. The Buffalo Sabres have acquired the Skin Man. Skin for... Yes, you're trying to start this. <laughs> I'm trying to start this. I've said it and I've called him the skin man forever in my head. I've never said it out loud. I've typed it to friends. I've never said it out loud and it just sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I want to catch on. So <laughs> the title of this episode will be the skin man. And we <laughs> okay. have, we have the skin man. Okay. So, uh, I guess we'll kick this episode off with just breaking down the trade. So the yeah. Sabres acquire Jeff Skinner from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for 2016 third round pick Cliff Poo, a 2019 second round pick, a 2020 third round pick, as well as a 2020 sixth round pick. So my initial thoughts on this trade at first, I loved it. I still love it. I still can't believe that it happened. And I feel like it's still just a dream, you know, at this point. You know, when I first saw on Twitter, I, I don't remember who tweeted out, but sounds like Sabres have acquired Jeff Skinner. The first thing that popped that popped I think into it was my Elliot mind, Friedman, yeah, I first thing that popped into my mind was, oh crap, our first round pick, one of our first round mm-hmm. picks, has to be involved in this trade because they were asking for a first round pick, a roster player, and a prospect, something along those lines, and the fact that you know Cliff Pooh who. I don't know, my prospect pyramid, I think I had him in like the third or fourth tier. So he's obviously, he's a good prospect. I'm not going to crap on the guy. He's very good. I think he's going to be, he has a pretty good chance of being an NHL player someday. I wouldn't be surprised. And then, you know, a second round pick in a draft where we already have three first round picks, which that pick's expendable if you ask me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, third and a sixth, like those picks are pretty much nothing. You're not going to see those guys in the NHL for five, six years anyways, if they develop at all. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's below the market value for a top line left winger. And that's something that the Sabres are in dire need of. And the fact that Skinner was willing to waive his no move clause to come to Buffalo says a lot. You know, I know he's a pending unrestricted free agent, but, you know, the fact that he was willing to move his no move clause to come here means that he's probably willing to sign a long term extension with Buffalo. And I think they should sign him to a long term extension. Because, you know, he, what is he, 26, signed with a seven-year deal. It takes him until he's 33, and, you know, that's not going to be a problem. He's not going to be dropping off a cliff at that point. He still maybe can sign him to another contract, short-term deal. It's even better that he wanted to come here and he said why. The, the young core, how promising we are, and that's why I waive my no-move clause. It's a mm-hmm. statement made by Jeff Skinner. and it's yeah, just closer to home, too, Toronto. Yeah, he is ours. Now, here's the deal with re-signing him. It's no big deal. Pominville's off the books. Bogosian will be off the books in two years. Molson will be off the books. Bolu will be gone this year, I believe. Larson. Uh, Even McCabe. He doesn't work out this year. Like, yeah, we got to sign Middlestat. We got to sign Darlene. That's three years down the line. Guys will come and go. The roster won't be the same. You know, three years from now... You know, maybe you can, you know, package a prospect or a pick to some team to get Oposo off your hands. The expansion draft mm-hmm. in a couple years, 
you know, maybe you can make a side deal with Seattle to take Kyle Poso off your hands. You know, there exactly. the possibility like the the unmovable contracts, it's just it just doesn't happen anymore. Like David Clarkson's been traded, mm-hmm. Nathan Horton has been traded, like guys guys move that have these horrifically bad contracts. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Oposo can go to some other team, you know, like like the Ducks, you know. This is just I'm just throwing crap throwing poo against the wall, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> just to see if it sticks, but you know, maybe they would be interested in Oposo because they're a budget team. They're not going to want to pay a guy like uh, Ryan Kessler, who might never play again. He's I know he's not supposed to play next season. If that carries over into the remaining years of his contract, maybe instead of paying Kessler, they'd like to pay you know a guy like Kyle Oposo who can actually play. And then the Sabres can just take Kessler and put him on LTIR. You know, mm-hmm. kind of a similar situation to the Horton for Clarkson trade. You know, Columbus didn't want to pay Nathan Horton to not play. So they mm-hmm. decided to take the flyer on David Clarkson, who coincidentally also suffered a injury that ended his career. So, you know, something like that. So nothing's we gave, impossible. We gave the Hurricanes, we essentially gave them scraps. I wouldn't say scraps. A second round pick in Cliff Poo, that's good, but you know, it's not worth but it's, it's, it's not it's it's not like we don't make up for it in, yeah, in other exactly. rounds. We have three first round picks. Three first round picks. You know, it kind of stinks that it I'm just banking on it that uh that third round pick is gonna be going to Pittsburgh for Sherry, because mm-hmm. I'm expecting that he'll get at least twenty goals or forty points, either one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited, you know. You have three first-round picks. You're not going to have a second, a third, a third-slash-fourth, or a fifth because of the Wilson trade as well. So, you know, it's better to have quality over quantity, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good mm-hmm. draft. I'm excited. I've started watching some film from some of these guys. I've watched uh, – there's this channel on YouTube. I forget what it's called, but they post uh, videos shift-by-shift shift of some of the prospects in the upcoming draft. I think I've watched Hughes, Kirby Doc. Uh, Peyton Krebs and a couple other guys, but there's some very good guys at the top of the draft. Uh, after the Skinner trade, do you see this team as a playoff team? We're just gonna, you know, the Sabers. Yes, I don't think so. I don't mm. think so because yeah. Skinner is an upgrade over Evander Kane. I would mm-hmm. say that for sure. But they were yeah. still a horrifically bad team with Evander Kane. So, mm-hmm. you know, they still. I think they're a better team, a much better team. They have depth, unlike last year. They have NHL. I think. You look at this roster, these are all NHL players, mm-hmm. correct? These are all... Yes, absolutely. There and are no Jordan Nolans of the world on this team that are... What I, was, NHL, you know? what I was talking about with some co-workers today is that I looked at this roster and it is an NHL roster for the very first yeah. time in a number of years. And mm-hmm. when we get into our, our lineup projections later, I'm going to address this more, but there are guys who I could not find a spot in the lineup, guys that I like that I had yeah. to make as yeah, a 13th forward because we have we have so much we have so much depth to choose from now. It wasn't like you wouldn't think of putting in Kyle Chris Kulo to the lineup at any point last year, but you knew last year who the lineup was going to be. Now we have options. Exactly. And that is that's all I've that's all I've wanted. It's just I've wanted a lot of things. But <laughs> as far as the roster and lineup goes, I wanted options. I've wanted NHL players. I was stressing throughout the season what this team needs to make the playoffs and to be competitive again is NHL players and not 
Seth Griffith, not Chris Kulo, not Jordan Nolan, not Puglia. I like Puglia for a little while, but we needed NHL players. We have skill, and we have uh, we have NHL experience now, and that is that's a key. That's a it's a great foundation to have. That it's a great foundation that we have right now. Yep. Uh, speaking of Pouliot, Georges, those guys, do you think any of these guys are going to land a PTO anywhere? I think Pouliot will. I think Georges is, I think he's done. I, th- I feel like uh, somebody will, I think Pouliot will sign a PTO, probably make a crappy team like Ottawa. They need guys right. more than anything. You know? Pouliot, Pouliot will play this year, whether yeah. or overseas. I see George is getting a PTO somewhere, but there's no way he'll make the roster, right? There's just no way. No, I feel like it's I feel like a team like uh Calgary or like Colorado will sign like a PTO. Yeah. Give him give him a go in the preseason and maybe he'll catch on as like a seventh guy. Just two teams that strike me. Yeah. Or Toronto maybe give him PTO. The, oh my god. You know what? I hmm. George's won't go to Toronto, remember? Remember, oh, uh, yeah, yeah there, there was that them, trade. There, yeah, there was that trade. Yeah. Cody Franzen uh, yeah. to Montreal for Josh Georges. Both mm-hmm. ended up in Buffalo, but yeah, Josh Georges wouldn't waive his no trade to go to Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to go on record. This is the best lineup we've had since 2010. Yeah, I I agree I, with you. I absolutely think so. There was yeah. too many odds and ends and shifting parts in our lineup since then with this. Like a definitive lineup. It's we starting have... to come together. It's starting yes. to come together. You can yes. see there's tangible parts to this team. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get real, you know? Yeah. It's the best lineup we've Skinner. had in eight years. I Jeff Skinner is a Buffalo Sabre. I never thought in hundred years that I would see for the Sabres. There's no way. I thought we were done. Last last episode. I thought we they were done. I think I think we've said it multiple times. I thought this yep. team was done. I thought this was gonna be the team, but mm-hmm. you no. Know, last Jason episode. Bottrell. Man, we, you asked well. me, you said, do you think the Sabres are done for the summer? And I said, yes. I said, I don't see much moving from now to training camp. I thought it was time to just focus on what we got, regroup a little bit. But Bottrell has been clearly been hard at work all, all summer long to get this thing turned around and swung a deal out of nowhere that none of us, people wanted to trade Evander Kane for, for Skinner, and we didn't even have to give up that. Yeah. So, and, you know, when you think about it, they got, Skinner for pretty pretty much the same package that we got for Kane. You know, is Cliff yeah. Poo on a second round pick? Plus, you know, the two. And less, there's, there's not even the first, con- you know. It's surprising that there's no conditions on the pick either. Yeah. Like if 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 Skinner scores thirty goals, it becomes a first round pick. True. You think that you think they would have attached something like that, some kind of stipulation? Yeah. Apparently, Skinner was. I he denied this in his conference call or what, whatnot. I didn't listen to it. I saw it on Twitter, but uh, there was word going around that he was rejecting trades mm-hmm. around the draft. And I saw left and right. Yeah, that's what I saw. Left and right. He was so his trades. list of teams was very very small. I can't imagine they're. There probably was like three or four teams on it, but Buffalo had the cap space to make the trade. Not, you know, their cap space at the moment doesn't look great. They have about six million. Reinhardt's going to take up a lot of that. So, mm-hmm. but their long-term cap space looks very good. Uh, you know, like we mentioned a little earlier, uh, you know, Bogosian's coming off the books in a couple of years. They'll probably buy him out at the end of the season if he has another disappointing year with injury. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Oposo, he can, you know, hopefully swindle a trade somehow. And then uh, Molson, Pominville, they're both off the books. You know, Gergensons, Larson, Beaulieu, McCabe, those guys are going to be RFAs at the end of the season. So, you know, I trust Jason Bottrell. We're going to talk more in depth about him mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode. But, you know, lots of optimism here. Oh, I want to touch on Cliff Poo for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm high on Cliff Poo. I really like him. He had a very good junior career. He played with Oshawa, London, won a Memorial Cup there. Uh, also played for the Kingston Frontenacs. Mm-hmm. Got traded there at the trade deadline when London kind of blew up the roster. But, you know, he's a really fast skater. And I thought that he uh, impressed in training camp last year. He, at when everybody got sent down back to junior, he stayed. He got an extra preseason game or two. Housley really was uh, happy with how he played in preseason last year. But, you know, he was going to play in Rochester this year. He's turning pro. He's going to play in, what, Charlotte? I think Charlotte Checkers is Carolina's AHL affiliate. But mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Justin Bailey Nick Baptiste. You know, fast skaters, but we have no idea if he's going to be able to uh, – pull it together and become an NHL player. Right. Who knows if Cliff Poo will ever be an NHL player? And, you know, what time to cash in on that trade value than now, mm-hmm. you know? And this doesn't have to be said because I think most people, even the hockey world, are sold that the Sabres won this trade. But oh, we're absolutely. not we're not trading Pavel Bure. Yeah. You know, like, we're trading a guy who... Might be an NHL player. Jeff Skinner is a 30-goal scorer in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes. is Cliff Poo ever going to be Jeff Skinner? I think his NHL ceiling is probably second, third line wing if he ever reaches that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to touch any more on the Skinner trade? Move on. Uh, there's not much more I have to say other than it. it's impressive that Bottrell is able to get so much for so little the last two trades. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, Charging Buffalo just tweeted this out. Jason Bottrell <laughs> on Alex Nylander. We're going to give him an opportunity to play with our higher-end offensive skill players in training camp. So you know, do what it. do you think of that? Do it. Let's see. Let's see what the kid has. It is about time. I'm through waiting. Let's see what he has. Show me yeah, what you got. They, they really need to give this kid an opportunity because – you know, you don't. Uh, I tr- I'm trying to find a comparable to this situation, but like they need to give him a chance, every opportunity to earn this spot because you cannot waste an eighth overall pick like that. He, you need to give Dylan this kid. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Dylan Strom, like somebody that just like never got an opportunity, and just kind of like was buried in the minors, never got his wow. chance. You know, Way they need to give him every opportunity possible to make the NHL roster this season. You know, it's going to be tough to work him in, you know, especially How about with the acquisition of Skinner. I'm not Same, even going to say Galchenyuk. Someone that just never made it because he never got an opportunity. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, play him with Eichel. Play him with Middlestat in preseason. Mm-hmm. Give him every opportunity to shine and show what he has, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing is, even yeah, last it season... sounds like judging by his comments, they're going to do that. He looked so raw still. Even yeah. last season, you know, you know, like he when he's played in the NHL, I I thought he did fine. You know, maybe he just yeah, maybe he just can't put it together in the AHL. It's but just I he's fine because 
how many po- he's got like three or four points in the NHL, something like that. I have no idea. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I thought he looked fine. Especially a- I went to the last game of the season. He looked fine. He played with Eichel. You know, give him a chance. Give the guy a chance. You know, I, I know like- R- Rochester fans hate him because, you know, he's not this savior to the team, but you know, mm-hmm. the guy's talent he's a talented hockey player and they yes. drafted him very high and you can't waste a pick like that and not give the guy a chance. Mm-hmm. Just I just because, think, you know, oh, let him earn it. You know, if they're, I kind of hope they gift him a spot. I just want to see this guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying this all along. I want fun. I want to see these young guys grow. You know, he's 20 years old. I want to see the guy 21. Is he 20 or 21 now? Probably yeah, I think he's 20. Give the guy a chance. I just want to see him. You know, I think that when the flaws really just showed with him, like he, mm-hmm. You could see the promise, absolutely, when he played, but yeah. you could also see the flaws on, you know, more so than you could see it in other guys. He's not a perfect player. There's not many no players out there. But Neilander is another guy who I I didn't even think about because we have so many guys to choose from mm-hmm. in our yeah, lineup. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Would you rather give a guy like Neilander a chance out of camp, or you know, a disappointment, disappointing type player like Nick Baptiste, uh, Justin oh, Bailey, yeah. give CJ Smith a shot mm-hmm. out of camp, which I believe is a legitimate possibility. You know, you also got Danny O'Regan, Sean Malone. There's a lot of guys in Rochester that could potentially be spot, but I just don't see it. Especially no, after this. Lander, give him all the chances in the world, as far mm-hmm. as I care. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I want. I just want to see fun. I want to see goals. Mm-hmm. And as far as Nylander goes at the prospect challenge, that's coming up in a couple few weeks, something yep. like that. September, yeah. I want to see complete and utter domination out of him. Absolutely. He, he needs to he this is his what third prospect tournament now? Second mm-hmm. or third? Yeah, his third. And he can do it. He can dominate. He needs to dominate. I this is why I want really want to see him at development camp. He really mm-hmm. needed to, you know, show that he's a veteran here and he's gotta step it up and show why he was an eighth overall pick. And mm-hmm. I think he'll do it. And have you seen these Instagram pictures. He's jacked. Oh, he Alex is. Nylander very is jacked. Fit. He fit. has completely transformed his body. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Murray putting in, in the his time, final really. presser as a as the Sabres GM. He's like, he just needs to work on that physical side of his game, get mm-hmm. bigger. And he has done just that. I'm excited to see. I think this guy has really taken it to heart and decided, like, hey, I got to. I got to work stuff out here, and I think he's going to surprise some people. I really hope. He doesn't want to be the bastard of a really good hockey, of what's turning into a very good hockey family. That's for sure. And if if Alex Nylander shows up and is great in camp, you know, somehow makes the, the team out of camp, or, you know, this is probably the more likely scenario. He goes to Rochester, and hopefully he plays fantastic and earns his way up. You know, People yeah. probably want that a little more than him being gifted a spot. Mm-hmm. But this looks a whole lot better if Alex Nylander turns into what everybody thought he could be. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, and I have no problem with him starting in Rochester. I think that's where he, he will begin his uh, season. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement there. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. We weren't planning on talking about Reinhardt, but I just got a notification that Jared tweeted that out. So I thought we'd touch on that really mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. So Sam Reinhardt, the only, the, probably the final order of business this offseason, still mm-hmm. remains unsigned. Jason Bottrell said in the conference call after the Jeff Skinner trade that uh, they're, you know, still talking contracts. Things, things are moving positively. Something should get done soon. No word on if they're going to go long term or bridge. I'm kind of hoping they go long term. I want to see uh, if they can get him for a steal of a contract because, you know, mm-hmm. if Reinhardt goes out next year, gets 70, 75 points, then, you know, two years from now, if you sign to a bridge deal, you're looking at seven, eight million instead of five. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you have uh, Middlestat, Darlene, you know, if Nylander is going to be making big money too, you're need you're going to need to save as much money as possible. And if you look at Nashville, they're living proof that if you get these guys on long term deals, you're able to go make a splash and acquire a star player. You know, I was terrified when I saw the Skinner news break that Reinhardt had, the talks had taken a turn for the worse, <laughs> and he was a part of the trade. But oh. luckily. We that didn't happen, and we retained Reinhardt through it all. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt. We talked about it last show too. Uh, I, my opinion hasn't changed. I think it's still going to be a uh, a bridge deal for him, and I think it'll be no problem yeah. getting it done. He'll be at training camp, and all will be well in the world. I want a long term deal, but I think we're getting a bridge deal for Sam. But yes. that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be here. He'll be a saber for a while. I'm hoping we I'm get content. second half Sam Reinhardt instead of first half. Yeah. You I know. think we will. I the whole team was bad around him. Yeah, everybody. And you know, he just stood out because the whole team was bad, exactly. <laughs> and he was mixed in with that. And so, yeah, the blame fell on him. Because... fan base that mm-hmm. you know the team is playing like crap. There, you got to find somebody to blame. And you know, Sam mm-hmm. Reinhardt, second overall pick. You know, Leon Drysidel, William Nylander, Nick Ehlers, all these guys are playing well. And they're like, oh, let's just go out and blame this guy. You know, mm-hmm. so Pasternak. <laughs> yeah, Dave Pasternak. But, you know, if you're saying, oh, we should have drafted Dave Pasternak, yeah, like you're crazy. That's... Pick 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah sure. Sam Reinhardt, I think he's going to have a good season. I want to see 20, 25 goals. Hit me with the assists, Sam. I want to see a lot of yeah. assists. I think we said, I I said see... this last season. I want to see, like, 50, 60 assists out of this guy next year. I want to see some dirty goals in the crease because we know he thrives there. I just want mm-hmm. him to get those dirty goals. Yeah, put him in because that, in front of the net on the power play again. One of it. my biggest peeves was how terrible we were in front of the net on both ends of the ice last year. Yes, and nobody and, was in front of the net. Nobody. Right, nobody. And on offense, Reinhardt is yes. a, a Reinhardt guy would have need. somebody in front of him every game at all times, mm-hmm. planted in front of the net, and then they would have nobody in front of the opposing goalie, mm-hmm. and that bothered me so much. You got to have somebody mm-hmm. in front of the net. And and Reinhardt okay, does now that. We'll move on yeah. to the World Junior Summer Showcase. We before uh, we were talking on Hangouts for a little bit before, and we were watching USA Canada. This was the yes. only game I was able to watch in full. I watched the first period of Finland USA the other night. Uh, of course, Sabers have three prospects participating in the showcase: Matthias Samuelson, the 32nd overall pick in 2018 playing for Team USA. Also, Uko Pekalukinen and Askari Laksinen playing for Team Finland as well. Lukinen played in yesterday's game. I couldn't watch, of course, but I heard that he played very well. And Laksinen playing on the top pair 
for Team Finland. So, you know, Finland isn't as stacked on defense as they were the past couple of seasons. So Laxanen is going to have a pretty big role, I would assume, on this Finland defense. And I'm excited to see him. He was kind of the mystery man drafted uh, in the 2017 draft in the third round. You know, played – yeah, he got some time in uh, the Liga at the end of last season playing in the men's league after playing junior. I, I forget. I don't know how to pronounce his team's name. I'm just going to say Ilves. Ilves, pretty sure. Something along those lines. Now – Enlighten me or just remind me, was Laxanen the one who was not at development camp? He was not at development camp. Okay. I, I don't know why. I'm pretty sure so I saw Chris Baker say that he might be at training camp, so that means he'll probably be participating in the prospect challenge, which is, should be fun to see. But he has resurfaced at least, because I remember the yes. rumor was that he was doing mandatory uh, military service. That was the rumor, yes, because yeah. in Finland, uh, I forget what age, but... Uh, Every male needs to have mandatory military service, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And, yes. uh, of course, it's only four countries that participate in the World Junior Summer Showcase. It's Canada, USA, Finland, and Sweden. So I would expect that Matej Pekar will be playing for the Czech Republic for the World Juniors. That's, you know, I would be very surprised if he doesn't play for them. And I can't think of any other of our prospects that would be playing. I know Marcus Davidson isn't eligible to play for Sweden. Yeah, I think that's it. Just those four guys. Uh, Samuelson. Samuelson, I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's a lock to play for USA or not, but I would say that Lukanen and Laxanen are definitely locks for Team Finland. And Matej Pekar should definitely be playing for Team Czech Republic. And uh, the rumor that Pekar is not going to be able to play for the University of Miami until the second semester is true, so he'll be playing for the Muskegon Lumberjacks again for next season, and I expect him to really light it up as he won the Rookie of the Year award in the USHL last year. Picard, I love the fire in that kid. Yes. He had a very active... He won everybody camp. over. He won everybody over in development yeah. camp. You know, I really liked the pick. There were some guys that I really liked that were still available with, with that fourth round pick. But you know, he had a very good year in Muskegon in the USHL, and you know, one rookie of the year. And I'm excited to see this guy play. He, he's kind of undersized, but you know, plays with that fire. He's got some skills too. He said that he wasn't <clears throat> the flashiest guy out there in development camp, but you know, watching some of the highlights, watching the three on three tournament. Uh, he dangled Darlene. That was pretty fantastic to watch as well. So I'm really excited about Matej Pekar. It's hard to dangle the dangle daddy, I must say. Yes, the dangle daddy. I'm very excited. I think Pekar is probably in my my tier one of prospect hype that I have. He's he's, oh, I'm he's, excited for him. he's one of my top guys. Mm-hmm. And speaking of prospects, Uko Pekalukinen was drafted third overall in the CHL import draft, now this is, and he I have will question. be reporting to Sudbury, and Sudbury, you know, they're looking, things are on the up and up. Sudbury, you know, they haven't exactly had the best of luck. They drafted David Levin first overall a couple years back. He didn't even get drafted in the NHL, so that was kind of a bust of a pick. But yeah, you know, they get they get a Quinton Byfield, who's supposed to be the second overall pick in the 2020 draft behind Alexi Lafreniere. And then now they, they get Uko Pekalukinen. So hopefully that <clears throat> the Sudbury Wolves can turn their luck around. Now, do you think it is best for his development playing in Liga 
or in the CHL, OHL, Sudbury? I think it's a different story for goaltenders. You know, I think this the similar thing happened with Leonard. He played in Sweden and then eventually transitioned over to the CHL. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, from a forward or defenseman playing against men, you know, being in those battles in the corners, you know, you learn from that kind of stuff. And I think that benefits development. Uh, in Lukanen's case, he didn't. Pl- he played in the Mestis League, which is pretty much the okay. equivalent of the AHL in Finland, mm-hmm. kind of. So, you know, he probably wasn't going to be the starter for HPK in Finland, anyways. So, him going, getting, you know, two thousand shots a year in the OHL, playing a bunch of games being the starter there. That's really good for his development. And I think he's going to do really well. He's going to play for Finland in the world juniors, as we mentioned earlier, he's going to get a lot of starts and that wasn't going to happen in the league of this year. So I think this was the right move for him and, you know, getting picked third overall, I suspected that he was going to be going to Sudbury anyways, because mm-hmm. like you don't use a third overall pick on a guy for him not to come over, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I had been split on this, but, polling some other people uh you're now the second you're now the the second person that has said that the Sudbury is best for his development and more thing about it is because I think the best way to go is playing even with your competition because all these kids are going to be the same age as him he's not going to yeah. be uh out of his league if you will but I think sense. it's best approach it playing with kids of your age staying in that uh that group and um, learning from there, pretty much. I think that's that's how you develop. And he's closer to the development staff too. You know, Sudbury. Mm-hmm. It's not that far away from Buffalo, right? Ontario. So, you know, you're closer to the development staff. You know, Adam Mayer, Chris Barch, those guys, mm-hmm. closer to the rinks. And then you know he'll be able to make the transition to the American Hockey League in next year. Probably won't right. be the starter, but you know, getting more. More starts, uh, more shots, that kind of stuff. It'll mm-hmm. better transition him to, and you know he gets acclimated to the North American game quicker too. So right. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Lukanen. I yeah. was really excited that they drafted him. And Jason Botra likes the, you know, Pittsburgh. They have always been drafting goaltenders pretty high. Tristan Jerry, I think he was a second round, second or third round pick. Tim Murray really never. Swung for swung a high pick on a goaltender. He was going to with the twenty first pick in twenty fifteen on Samsonov, but he drafted one goaltender in Jonas Johansson, who is supposed to be the backup to Scott Wedgwood, hey, I believe. He used a first round pick on a goaltender. All right, true. Yes, and it didn't work out. <laughs> wasted one. <laughs> yeah, they were going to waste the first round pick on a goaltender either way. So. Mm-hmm. Let's pump the brakes on that. The pass is the pass, okay? Yes, yes. Time to forget. Tim There's Murray, I think Tim Murray needs to be like Voldemort in our in in our book of like like Harry Potter. You ever you ever see the Harry Potter movies? Ah, uh, no. Or or read the books. They they refer to him as like he who shall not be named. They don't <laughs> call him Voldemort. I think we okay. we ought to treat Tim Murray like Voldemort. <laughs> Who is the villain? Murray up to. That's what I, I, <laughs> I don't know. The dying we, question. I want to know what this guy's doing. Every like episode, and we, we don't in, know yet. Is he sitting in Shawville just kind of? Because my old manager, like he met Tim Murray in like 
went to the he went to the casino. He saw Tim Murray there, and he was just like telling him stories. And the last time he saw Tim, he was at uh, he was at the ATM, like taking money out. And like I guess he ran out of money and like looked around and ran away, and he didn't <gasps> see him the rest of the night. So Tim Murray bankrupt. You heard it here first. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Well, he bankrupted our future for the time for wow. for a little bit there. We get the bum tiss there, like the good old days. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh, wow, we had that. That was a thing. Blast of the past. I you know. remember that? Oh yeah. You've been listening for over the year now. You a real MVP. You are. You're an OG. Uh, I don't know if this is a rerun or not, but I'm, I got NHL Network on my TV in the background, and it looks like Finland versus Sweden is going to start momentarily so let me check keep an eye out for that it's live yeah it is live okay so nice uko pekalukinen i don't know if he's start, i don't know if he's starting in this game but i would assume laxon will be they're showing capo kako right now capo kako remember the name capo kako this guy is really good a very good goal scorer you know i would put him in the same light as pretty close to Andrei Svechnikov and Patrick Laine. I'm not just saying that because, you know, second overall, projected second overall pick, sniper. This guy's the real deal. Capococco is really good. Gord Miller will be commentating this game. That's exciting. I love Gord Miller. He's my favorite commentator. He's great. (laughs) Fabian Zetterlund. You're hearing our live reactions. This this has become a common occurrence in in the Charging Buffalo podcast, but... You know, we just had to. We're going to roast Ottawa again, or I'm going to yeah. roast Ottawa again. You know, you guys seem to really love when I roast the Ottawa Senators, and this is going to be no different. So This is where we can insert a clip of, I think, Milhouse going, stop, stop, he's already dead, or whatever. And whatever they the are already is. dead. <laughs> they are already dead. It hasn't even started yet, and the Ottawa Senators are already dead. The season you know is over a joke? for them. I'm sorry. You know they did nothing this offseason. What's the joke? These guys have nothing on their team, and they won't pay Mark Stone, their best player. They won't pay him. They they did. They signed him to a one-year deal. They signed 7.3, yeah. something like that. I mean, they took it to but arbitration. Why are you signing him to a one-year deal? They avoided arbitration. They signed it right before because they. I would assume that they thought that they'd be going closer to eight or nine what Stone was asking for. But Mark Stone is a fantastic player, one of the best wingers in the NHL, and is probably just underrated because he's playing in Ottawa. This he guy, walk. he is going to walk. Him, Get Eric out Carlson. of there. Mark Stone, Eric Carlson, Matt Duchesne are all going to be unrestricted free agents on July 1st, 2019. Ottawa the, is just, what is going on there? You know what? The Taking Cleveland, your best player to arbitration, and then you sign him to a one-year deal. You sign him to a one-year deal, pretty much taking him to unrestricted free agency. What's the plan there? There's no way that Mark Stone is going to sign an extension in Ottawa. They're going to have to trade him. They're going to have to trade Duchesne. And they're going to have to trade Carlson. And you know what? Why would they sign? They're not going to sign, but they don't have their first-round pick. So are they going to keep him? Are they going to keep the three and just hope, okay, we cannot give Colorado the first top-five pick, you know? So are they going to keep him? 
keep the three of them and just hope, oh, we'll try and sign them. If not, well, then we're screwed. Or are they going to trade them, collect the assets, and then just give Colorado a better pick? Like, it, you just can't win. If you're Ottawa, you just cannot win. This is horrifically bad. This it's- is such a bad situation. They just need a clean house from top to bottom. If I just hope a billionaire goes out and buys the Ottawa Senators, you know, get uh, Dorian out of there, get Melnick out of there, just trade everybody. They just need a, a fresh start, just clean house. It is a, stat, a sad state of affairs when the Cleveland Browns fan base has more of a reason more for hope. optimism yes. than, than your fan base does. And, and they, the, were, they were close to the Stanley Cup final just two years ago. I can't even say the Senators are the Cleveland Browns of the NHL because the Browns at least are looking okay now. Like, yeah, I can't tell you who the Senators are, really. And they didn't like, bring anybody in. They had the all Senators have no identity base. right now. They did. <laughs> they, 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 signed, they signed Paul Carey. Paul Carey was their big fish in free agency. That's and Cody CC is demanding $6 million, which is the funniest joke of the all. The arbiter gives him 4.3, I believe. Mm-hmm. If I'm Otto, I would have just walked away from that. I'm not paying Cody CC $4 million. This is ridiculous. No way. Cody CC was probably worth less than the team offer Ottawa was giving them. He's terrible. Yeah. He's not good. And Tim Murray draft pick, by the way, hey, too. Man. By the way, NHL Network has just shown the same three commercials on loop twice in a row. <laughs> but we can we can get back on to uh, we can get back on. They yeah. went, yeah, yeah, carry on. We have beaten this dead horse probably every episode since mm-hmm. you know probably going back five episodes now. But it's just so fun. I love, but I love. Oh to my hate god, the they're, showing, they're showing the the real VR the real reality commercial again. But <laughs> sorry, uh, what what I was gonna say is it's it, the reason we talk about it is because there's literally something even stupider happening every week it, than what happened the last. Every, it's in the every episode something happens. Mm-hmm. You know, next time they're probably gonna trade Eric Carlson and like yeah. demand that Bobby Ryan's in. <laughs> next, next time, next time the Ottawa Senators <laughs> roast the. We need an open. Yes. For roast the senators. Can you? We need to work on that. Yeah, yeah. We need to yeah. work on that. We, we need, need special more, opens for segments. We need more sounds. We need like yes. we need to. And that was one, that's one of my goals is to expand our presentation going into this next year. And I think uh, for stuff like this, where we got to have something funny for the senators. Yes, roast yeah. the senator. We need like weekly senators updates because people yes. love. Yes. People, I we I love the. Uh, feedback we get on our Ottawa Sanders talk. Like, you know, the, the voice on uh, SpongeBob, it sounds like this. It's like this week in the saga of the senators. I like it. Yes. The Ottawa Sanders saga. Now watch, they go out and like make the Eastern conference final. <laughs> Just magically. This Eric Carlson signs an eight year extension. They keep at Duchesne. Wouldn't that just be hilarious if Matt Duchesne, they don't trade Matt Duchesne. They don't trade him. And then he just walks for nothing. And Colorado <laughs> gets the first overall pick, plus all the the, pl- the platoon of assets that Ottawa gave yeah. him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just what a mess. What a mess. 
an absolute mess. Okay, we're gonna move on from our auto talk to this our is what I look forward to. Yes, our projected lineups. We get, I would say, at least fifteen requests every time we do an episode for a projected lineup. But now's the time because mm-hmm. this roster is complete. I would say I don't think anything else is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to do yours first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I tried not to look at yours because I didn't okay. want to be based off it. However, here are mine. Hold on, my let's first... do this. Yeah. You give your first line, then I'll do my first line. Yeah, and we'll just yeah, we'll split it. We'll split it. Yeah. That way, we won't go too fast or too slow. Uh, my first line is centered by Jack Eichel. Should we do this like? Never mind. I, I want to do it like I want to do at least mine, like the Sabers PA guy. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So this is opening night. Uh, at center, number nine, the captain, Jack. <laughs> Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel will be thunderous applause. Perhaps not captain. He'd be introduced last. Uh, True. At left wing or right wing, depending where you want him. Number 23, Sam Reinhardt. Um, long overdue. And at right wing, number 53, Jeff, the skin man, Skinner. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my first line. I have the same exact line. Skinner on the left, Eichel centering, and Sam Reinhardt on the right. They need to end this experimentation with Sam Reinhardt at center. Just put him with Eichel. I like Skinner, the thought of Skinner with Eichel. And mm-hmm. I did a test in NHL 18 franchise mode. Skinner and Eichel. Eichel was point per game. Skinner had like 39 goals, 70 points. So it works. Foolproof. That was the one line of yours I did look at because I originally had Opozo on my first line. Mm. Because I wouldn't mind whatever. that. There's room to flex him around now, I mm-hmm. think. that if, if if he doesn't do good on the third line or on the first line, it won't be as consequential putting him on the third yeah. line uh, instead. Uh, okay. Should I go with my second? I'll do my second, then you do oh, your yeah, second. Yeah. So Same. I have Casey Middlestead centering mm-hmm. Connor Sherry and Tage Thompson. I really would – because Tage Thompson, his shot is just amazing. I think Casey Middlestead dishing this guy the puck, he could score – you know, 15, maybe 20 goals next season. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of split. I know the right idea is to put Jeff Skinner with Jack Eichel, and that'll work. But I think Jeff Skinner with Casey Middlestat could work very well, too. And, you know, is Connor Sheary going to be better served alongside Jack Eichel? You never know. So I think it's worth experimenting who's going to be playing left wing with Eichel and Reinhardt in preseason, whether it's Skinner or Sherry. I think you can't go wrong either way if you have Middlestat with Skinner or Middlestat with Sherry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I want to see Tage Thompson next to Casey Middlestat. I think that's going to be very exciting to watch if that's the case. Uh, for my second line, I have uh, Casey Middlestat centering, counter Sherry on one of his wings, and then the other being Kyle Opozo. You can tell I really want Opozo to be – uh, featured prominently mm-hmm. on this team, I think just give him a second chance. I, it's not going to do much for him or the perception of him if you keep playing on the third line. Yeah, and Oposo, remember, he's got the full off season to work. Mm-hmm. 
this go around. Like last time he was recovering from uh, that season ending illness that he had, didn't get the full off season to do his, you know, full off season routine, what hockey players mm-hmm. usually do. So I, I hope that he can turn it around. He had a very, very, very rough start. Had yes. you know, kind of a, a part of the season where he played very well, in my opinion, kind of <laughs> loud again towards the end of the season. He was like, still a 40 point guy. Yeah. If and I think Oposo can get 55, maybe 60 points being generous. That helps out a lot too. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. with Nylander earlier, if Nylander and Oposo, you know, can surprise people, if Bogosian can bounce back, you just mm-hmm. never know. You right. Never know. And I, I understand people's frustration. It is, it is, it is warranted. It is understandable. I should say, mm-hmm. because you're paying the guy, six million dollars a year whatever it is and you expect him to exactly you expect him to produce at a six million dollar pace do you want me to uh, uh my third line or did you want to know here is nhl network yeah. ever going to stop playing this commercial of the real vr just stop okay this, this, this is, is like the fifth time i've seen this commercial <laughs> they have gone real vr um what was after real vr it's gone real VR, something else, and then that Fanatics, Washington Capitals, Stanley Cup champions commercial. Yeah, it is a constant loop I'm of these. Seeing three the Geico soccer commercial right now, and okay, then it's yeah, that was and they're playing the the Fanatics shop yep. NHL.com commercial. Fanatics just is not on a loop; it just never stops. This is like this is this is how you know this whole thing is automation. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> on to your third line. Yeah, my third line, it'll be centered by Evan Rodriguez. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I have Jason Pominville and Patrick Berglund on his wings. I'm not I'm not yet giving up on Pominville. I uh, I I think it's just it's it's not right putting him on the fourth line. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um I want Rodriguez to get a bit of a push in the lineup and Berglund is the guy who uh he's a middle six guy. And mm-hmm. you're not going to put him, in my opinion, above Oposo or Sherry. Obviously not Sherry. But uh, I think that third right wing spot I have him slotted in is a good fit for him. I have, for my third line, I have Patrick Berglund centering Vladimir Sabatka and Kyle Oposo. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a slowish third line. I would have liked mm-hmm. to get some more speed in there, but that's just kind of the way it worked out for me. That I I would have maybe put Rodriguez on the left side instead of Sabatka. I know Sabatka can play center, but Mm -hmm. I guess that's just the way it worked out. I don't foresee that line if that actually happens uh, being very fast because Oposo is not the fastest guy. Sabatka is okay. Berglund's not the fastest guy as well, so... I that's what I tried to avoid when setting up these lines was mm-hmm. I tried to complement speed with power or skill, however you want to say it. But yeah, I tried to at least put one speedster on um, each line or one guy that can move the puck. One thing that I'm noticing, this is probably one of the fastest teams this Sabres, the Sabres yeah. have had in a while. Is that right? Yeah, I'd Absolutely. say so. Michael uh, Skinner, Middlestead, Sherry, they're all quick, Thompson, all quick guys. Thompson and that's move. just the forwards. Rodriguez can move. Wilson's mm-hmm. pretty fast as well. Defense can move. Mm-hmm. Yep. can move, yeah. Okay, Gergensen's kind line. of like 
Gurrinson's kind of like Halls. He's like a freight train, but he could move. Yeah. Latvian locomotive. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my fourth line, I have Evan Rodriguez centering Jason Pominville and Scott Wilson. I don't think mm-hmm. Pominville should play. I think just keep him in the locker room, mm-hmm. uh, have him there to mentor the younger guys, put him in in case of injury. I think there's better options in Rochester to come up and play. But, you know, he did score, what, 15 goals last year? Yeah. Did he have 50 points? I don't think he had 50. Did he have 50 points? Who are you talking? Pominville. Oh, geez. I don't know. He had he a good number. He did not have 50 points. He had a lot of goals, though, product of Eichel. But yeah, he certainly I, fed Eichel a lot, that's for sure. I think they should definitely give him a chance to start, but I cannot see him playing any more than 50 games. Yeah, I don't think he'll, need he'll to be give some other guys an opportunity. But it's good I, to have him in the locker room. It is. And it I is. think Scott Wilson definitely has to play, or at least to start at least. Mm-hmm. I was impressed by him last season. And then my extras, I have Larson and Gergensen's mm-hmm. for forwards. Now, this kills me because Scotty is my man. It's just I have Gergensen's centering Sabotka and Thompson because I don't think you kick Pominville out of the lineup. Um, And obviously Sabotka and Thompson and Gergensen's. I think Wilson is just the odd man out, but... He is my he is my thirteenth forward, and I have a few more extras. Uh, I have Larson after Wilson, and then Bailey Baptiste and C.J. Smith as the uh, the, the following guys. Yes. Okay, go on to the defense now. Mm-hmm. I have Marco Scandella and Rasmus Ristolainen. That was a pair that worked at times last season. Mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't mind seeing Marco Scandell alongside Rasmus Dahlin, kind of the defensive presence in Scandella. You can kind of let Dahlin roam free, but that's also the case for Ristolainen. Scandella would allow Ristolainen to get up into the rush and hopefully produce some points. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dahlin and Bogosian. Uh, logic behind this, I think Dahlin would help Bogosian kind of have a comeback year that is if he doesn't get injured in the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. And then I have Brendan Gooley and Jake McCabe together. And I, Paul Hamilton mentioned this on WGR the other day. Gooley could very well start out in Rochester. I wouldn't be surprised. He's the only guy out of this group of nine that I've that everyone's identifying as the guys who should be in contention for a, a starting six spot on this team that mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have to go through waivers. So it would be easy to just kind of put them down there, uh, experiment between McCabe, Nelson, Bolu, Hunwick to see who's going to be earning those last couple of spots. And then if he performs well, you can just call him up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Carter Hutton and Linus Allmark in that. Yeah. Uh, my defense, I really like this first pairing, just thinking about it. Again, if one of them can stay healthy, Ristolainen and Bogosian. I think that's a very nice, just power duo, strictly defense. Risto could chip in on offense as well. I I, I want to see these guys play together. I think it would be super fun. Again, if Bogo can stay healthy. Um, my second pairing, I've wanted this forever now, Scandella and uh, Dalene. I think I think Scandella is the best guy on the team right now to bring him along because he's, he's going to play every game. He's not young. He's a vet. Uh, he's played enough, and I think he can 
he can show down in the ropes of the NHL. And my last pairing, I have Gouli and McCabe. And for my extras, I have Bolu, Casey Nelson, and Hunwick. And we're talking about speed with the forwards. How about Gouli and Darlene bringing the speed oh that they goodness. have, too? That's that exciting. Would, Casey fantastic. Nelson's a fast guy, too. I don't think Housley would have the stones to put two rookies together like that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't either. But just thinking uh, – Having that speed on the ISO at different times, that's that's fun. Yeah. And exactly. uh goal. Hutton and Allmark. Mm-hmm. Uh Carter Hutton talking about perfect world. If he can have a year similar to what he did in St. Louis last season, that would be terrific. But be I huge. just don't see that as a realistic possibility. I don't think that's possible. Mm-hmm. It's hard for save percentage. He's never this is the first time having a official quote-unquote starter position so i'm mm-hmm. excited to see if carter hutton can thrive in this new role it has Buffalo. happened before we know the stories of devin dubnik and and tim thomas yeah, true. but wait and see i don't think he, he's not going to be a disaster we're going to have better goaltending than last year he should be and just an average above uh, average backup goalie yeah that itself the like, fact you know, that we 19, have better goaltending, 20 save percentage and I hope Allmark can kind of prove as to why everybody's so high on him. I think uh-huh. he's going to play well, too. He's going to play 30, 35 games, split time with Carter Hutton. I think he's going to play well. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to talk about this. Jason Bottrell's job performance. He's been on the job for a little over a year now. What do you, what do you think of Jason's performance as Sabres general manager thus far? I I remember I was highly critical, and I said this last week of his not last of the, of the the, the Kane trade. Uh, it's okay to overreact sometimes. Everybody mm-hmm. gets a little frustrated, and he has certainly made me happy. He is has he won than, you over? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I really think I really think Botchel, He's he's running this team like a Sabres fan. <laughs> It's like, it's like he's reading tweets yeah. or something. He's going on cap friendly and like doing these trades and it's 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 amazing cuz if you posted if somebody posted that, that trade on cap friendly you would have he would have been roasted. He would have been roasted. If you would have said Cliff Poo a second a third and a sixth for Jeff Skinner, you would have gotten one star on cap friendly and you would have been Yeah, that like, is that is like saying unrealistic one star, you suck. That reminds yeah. me of a trade that you personally would tell me about and like go back and crap all over. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my, this dude is making all these armchair GMs look like geniuses. That's what Tim Murray did too. Tim Murray was like a video game riverboat gambler GM. Yeah. Yeah. Like trading for Ryan O'Reilly and Evander Kane, giving up overpaying. Well, in the sense of, uh, Pay, overpaying that doesn't happen yeah the difference is but jason Bottrell, he's that's robbery that's video game but it riverboat that, that trade doesn't even go through on easy on nhl 18 it literally on easy doesn't. Difficulty. It doesn't. they are getting roasted by one of the most incompetent video game development teams in yeah <laughs> nhl yeah like that is just yes did you see the tweet when they had uh skinner in the sabers uniform 
yes. when you make a trade on easy difficulty or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Savage, straight savagery by EA NHL. That was hilarious. I yeah. love that. Uh, Jason Bottrell, though, the man continues to do it. How is the league letting him get away with this? <laughs> like, I said this. He's, he's the next Steve Eiserman. He's the next Steve Eiserman. He's. I hope. Jason Bottrell is a very, very, very smart guy. I sometimes I wonder uh, how things would be different if Pagul if uh, Lafontaine picked him instead of Tim Murray. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what almost direction scary. he would have gone in. But it, I think he's doing a great job. I know people. I've I've been saying this for over a year now. Like he's been doing great. Seems mm-hmm. like every move that he makes, it's a calculated decision. Everything. You know, structure, communication, mm-hmm. all those buzzwords that Terry Pagula was using when that he was looking to find the Tim Murray's predecessor or uh, replacement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's it, he fits that bill. He's a, he's a professional. This guy knows what he's doing, and I'm not surprised he's doing a great job. I'm uh-huh. surprised it took him this long to get a GM job. To be completely honest with you, I'm very impressed. Yeah, it's, there hasn't been a red flag for me. No, Tim Murray, not. he had a red flag about a year in when he traded for Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. That was my first red flag with him. Mm-hmm. Even you know at the trade deadline when he traded two second round picks and Brady McNabb for Hudson Fashing and Nick Delorier. Mm-hmm. I have there's no red flags for me yet. And uh, update from the World Junior Summer Showcase: Lassie Lettinen is playing for Team Finland. I don't know why Uko Pekalukinen only gets one start in this summer showcase. I just I guess maybe they're just resting him because hmm. I would assume that he's their number one. I just want I don't to say, know. Finland's coach looks like a complete badass. <laughs> you see focus. Yeah. Man, he looks like just a total, like, Slavic <laughs> bad man. <laughs> Oh my god! And then seeing uh the Finland the Swedish coach he's suspended for like the first three games <laughs> for the World Juniors because of the medal debacle. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Lame. My goodness! Wow. Oh, sorry. I'm just captivated by the this <laughs> by game this game for a team. second. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Jason Bottrell he's doing a great job. The Scandella trade was. I, I'm not going to – it was a great trade, though. I like the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I think that – I I understand why Blues fans think they robbed us. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, it looks like they didn't give up that much. They right. gave up expendable parts. The Blues are trying to contend for a cup. They're going all in. They're trying to win a Stanley Cup. Trading that first-round pick is expendable, kind of like how Buffalo trading that second-round pick in the Skinner trade, it was expendable. They have all these great prospects, Robert Thomas. Now they have Dominic Bach and they have uh, Jordan Cairo. Mm-hmm. You know, Tage Thompson was expendable. Yeah. And then they gave up a couple of cap dumps in Berglund and Sabaka and another second round pick. That Those are expendable parts. It's kind of mm-hmm. similar to the Skinner trade from a Buffalo point of view. Yeah. I would understand that. But, you know, you look back at when the Sabres acquired O'Reilly, expendable parts giving up right. to Colorado. But then that trade looks better and better for Colorado every passing day. Mm-hmm. JT Comfort is looking like he's going to be a very good third-line center, maybe even a second-line center someday. 
Uh, Zdorov is coming into his own. Zdorov is coming, coming a decent second pair defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that second round pick, they traded down. They got AJ Greer, who's looking like he'll he probably making an impact for Colorado. And by trading down, they got a couple other picks too. Dennis Smirnov is one of the guys who they picked in the 2017 draft with one of those picks that they trade down for. And Cam Morrison, they got another second round pick from San Jose by trading down. He was a 2016 second round pick. Mm-hmm. So that tree is building for the avalanche and it's looking much better than armed robbery. So I'd pump the brakes on calling it armed robbery either way. I think Tage Thompson is going to surprise people. He's going to be a very good player in the NHL or that's a second or third line guy. But they got the first round pick, second round pick. I think Berglund is going to surprise some people as well. He had kind of a downish year last year, but he's good for 15, maybe even 20 goals if he can perform well. Mm-hmm. And I think Sabaka is going to be a very much needed upgrade on the third, fourth line. I think my rating right now for Bottrell, I'm going to give him a B plus because I feel like an A or anything higher than that is just a little ambitious. It's a little ambitious yeah. and pandering a bit mm-hmm. uh, and home like to do at the moment. Cause I feel like there's still, once we get to the playoffs, I feel like then it's an A job yeah. well done. I'm going to give him B plus too. I mm-hmm. agree with you. I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, shall we get to questions now? Yes. Yes. We went a little long, longer than we expected, but you know, that happens sometimes. We always say we're going to, we're going to go for it. When you're minutes, in an hour and 45 minutes instead. But this question comes from Depressed Buffaloes. Also, I want to give them a shout out. Uh, the Broken Bandwagon podcast. They've done a couple podcasts so far. Thoroughly enjoyed it. They do a great job over there. I highly recommend that you check it out. Please give them, uh, please tell them that we sent you. There you go, boy. Uh, they do a great job. Just starting out, they do a really good job. So please check it out. One love. Uh, who gets an A? And then Nick Cuomo also asks, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, the guy under him, Aiden S., do you, who do you think will be the captains this year? So that kind of coincides with Depressed Buffalo's question. Mm-hmm. So I think Jack will be the captain. I think you're in agreement with that, too. Yes. As far as A's go, they'll probably do, they'll, they'll do three, right? Not two. Three A's. I, Kind of rotate. I one don't know. Around. Can you? Can you only they do had four? A, they had four A's last year. They would only they be did. able to wear two A's. Right. I think they'd only be able to do. Uh, they'll they'll two just A's. rotate one around. So if I would had to guess, I would guess that the three A's would go to Bogosian, Oposo, and Pominville. Yeah, I'd say because O'Reilly's gone, Pominville would get his A. I'd say Pominville. I want Risto to have one. I, I don't really... see any reason why Rasmus Ristolainen should wear an A. I don't see any I, reason. Spotrell just... called him out for not being a leader, pretty much. He was talking about guys that have been here for years and are kind of like sitting in the background, not leading. I saw that as more of a dig at like Baptiste and stuff. Guys I don't think step- so. I don't think so. I think that was a direct shot at Ristolainen and Gergensen's because those were the only guys that have been here for that long. Maybe Gergensen's. A shot. Yeah, him too. Like both of them need to step up. Remember, like four years ago, when people were saying that Gergensen is the next captain in this team. That's hilarious. Yeah, how yeah, the I know. how the mighty fall. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Jack with a C, Risto with an A, and I think Pomville has to get one. Mm. Okay, so there's that. And then Nick Cuomo asks, thoughts on Ugo Pekalukin playing in Sudbury instead of Finland? We got to that earlier. We think that's a good idea. It's fine, yeah. And then DF, as Middlestat is definitely looking at starting at center, but I could see him spending a lot of time at the wing this year. Thoughts? Is this the year Sam gets a major time at center in lieu of Ryan O'Reilly getting moved and the addition of major assets on the wing? You know, I think that Middlestat playing the wing is a legit possibility because if you look at the amount of centers they have on this team, because Reinhardt can play center, and for some reason Bottrell and Housley keep alluding to the fact that he can play center, but they should just keep him on the wing. Mm-hmm. But they also have Berglund who can play center. Sabaka can play center. Thompson can play center. I'd see him more as a winger, though. Larson and Gergensons can play center. Plus, they have Malone and O'Regan in Rochester that can also play center. So they got no shortage of centers. If they want to play KC with Eichel on the wing, maybe put, oh my goodness, a combination of Skinner, Eichel, and Mills, that would be nothing short of fantastic. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they there's no shortage of centers. There's endless amount of line combinations and possibilities they can go in if they want to try Casey at the win. Yeah, I'm just I'm not sure Reinhardt's future is at center, but I think uh Middlestad has time to move around. I think it if you want to experiment with him, I'm sure he'll thrive at either spot. I'm I'm just big for spreading out depth across all four lines. So I'd I'd like him to I'd like him to be a center because uh yeah. I don't want someone else they had to take someone else off a line to complete yep. center on the second line. <clears throat> okay, Nick asks, early power play combination predictions. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about this lately. Mm-hmm. I would like Middlestat playing center, Skinner on the right side as mm-hmm. an off-wing shot, and then I want Eichel on the off-wing on the left power play. I want Dalene on the right point. Eichel on the mm-hmm. left point, and then Reinhardt on the left side, but then like Reinhardt and Middlestat would switch, have Reinhardt in front of the net. Middlestat would take the faceoffs, if that makes any sense. My I don't first... know who would play in power play unit. I have to have the roster in front of me. On my first unit, I would not be opposed to Ristolainen quarterbacking with Dalene mm-hmm. still on the ice. I know the you, new age so power. Would two defensemen. I would simply because it's it's Rasmus Dahlin. That's the yeah. that's the only reason why. Uh, Dahlin, I think, would be your rover. Risto can be your setup man, and then you have Eichel on his off wing. Uh, you have middle set centering, and then Skinner on the. Uh, or no, I'd have man. I'd have I I'd, <laughs> I'd have this the second pairing actually. I'd have Reinhardt on Eichel's uh, on Eichel's power play unit, so he can be in front of the net. My second unit would have to be, uh, I don't know who I would have centering it, actually, um, but I'd have Sherry and Skinner on it, definitely, and then go with the 1D on that. Maybe Rodriguez centering the second power play unit. Maybe. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think I, I like having guys, depth guys, get involved in the power play. Yeah. Uh, I think Rodriguez could Pominal be good there. Would probably get Pominal on the point in the second mm-hmm. unit wouldn't. I'd like, I'd like I'd like Opozo though though as like a Opozo, big guy a big guy in front dude. I think he could in front take, yeah or take Berglund. some vision or Berglund. Berglund in front that wouldn't be a bad idea as well 
yeah, just take some vision away from Gooley on the power play too wouldn't be a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, wrist line. If I were to together. choose a quarterback though, uh, I'd like a, a healthy Pagosian. If yeah, not him, Bogosian then Scandella. The yeah, Pagosian well. would be fun. Scandella can get the puck. He he can fire the puck. He couldn't get yeah. that much last year, but yeah, he had a few goals last year. He was probably our best <laughs> scoring defenseman. Yeah, I think Buffalo had like 19 goals from their defense last year. That's inexcusable. Yeah. They need a little more. Yeah, uh, we we haven't had good defense scoring in years. Really, I don't remember when we ever have, to be honest. Andrew, with the next question, he asked, does Jeff Skinner stay at 53 or go with a new number? What do you say? And there's uh, there's no reason for him to switch. I'm, I'm anticipating he's going to stay at 53. Yeah, why 53? Chris Ostrander was saying this. Yeah. On the day weird the Sabres acquired him, it's a weird number, and he's worn it going back to his junior days. So, mm-hmm. you know, I There's don't probably like, something. Don't like 50. 53 isn't a weird number. I wouldn't mind seeing him wear like 12 or, you know, eight. Mm-hmm. No, eight taken, but, you know, something a good, a good number. Mm-hmm. 53 is yeah. kind of weird. I don't like weird numbers in the 40s, 50s, 60s, that kind of, something like that. 30s even is kind of weird for me. I, I like seeing guys in uh in I like the really number. high numbers. Eighties, nineties, yeah. those are cool. My and favorite numbers number. are like my favorite numbers are like ninety eight, ninety two, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one comes from Buffalo Nino. He says favorite WGR personality. Oh uh, my favorite is Jeremy White. Ooh. Jeremy White is probably my favorite. I'm also I Paul Hamilton gets a lot of crap. I like Paul Hamilton. Good man. He's misunderstood, the poor guy. I like Paul Hamilton too. He doesn't say anything that is meant to take people off. I think people yeah. just don't like hearing what is going to be said, pretty much. I don't want to say what is the truth, but like they don't want to hear what uh or in some cases it's the truth. They don't want to hear what the coaches are actually thinking because it it's not what they want. Yeah. But my favorite, oh god. I don't know. I, I I just enjoy I enjoy listening. I Come enjoy on, hearing what. Pick a favorite. Come on. Uh, I don't want to say Jeremy White. Um, you know what? I mean, I've been listening to them forever. I like Show Up in the Bulldog. <laughs> yes. I I I've listened to them since I was a child. Like mm-hmm. they're what they're what I know. They they're what draws me to WGR. I'm sorry. Every it, when when I want to listen to WGR, I look to the clock for three o'clock, and I'm like, okay, time. I listen to Shopin the Bulldog. They're the flagship. Shopin the Bulldog is gonna be great coming the fall. It is. Just saying. It yes. is. Wink, wink. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. You I know, know what I'm talking I know, about. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Tom. With the question next, is there any possible chance they can make a 35 point jump in the standings? 35 yeah. points seems extreme. We can do it, but Colorado Colorado did a 35 point jump last year, mm-hmm. did they not? Something like that. More than that. I mean, absolutely more. possible. He did a poll here. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to vote and let's see the results. I think absolutely they can. 20% say yes, 20% say no, 20 votes. Mm-hmm. I, it's possible. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. I still. My opinion hasn't really changed. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. They'll probably pick, you know, somewhere eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. But is playoffs a legitimate possibility now? I think so. It's yeah. not crazy. 
I think last year we were all like lying to ourselves that the coach was just going to change everything. Mm-hmm. But this team, they have depth now. They have we the top talents. And I, I would give it like a, you know, 40, 60% chance that they can make the playoffs. That might be being mm-hmm. generous. Wish I'm feeling could. optimistic. I am more excited. I've been telling everybody this. I'm more excited for this season than it was Eichel's rookie year. I, I just, there's so many new faces. It's just, we have the skin man. Yes, we have the skin. <laughs> That's, we have Connor Sherry. We have Casey Middlestat. We Jack have, Eichel. Rasmus Dahlin. Who's who of exciting talent? And I, I want to watch. I can't wait for hockey. Ugh. I can't Don't wait for me and my, me and my friend. We're going to be sitting fourth row, center ice. Uh, I'm I looking am, into single game tickets. Uh, I am beyond excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited uh, for that first show. <sighs> remember the first episode last in the season two? I season do. Two podcast. Mm-hmm. Wow, we were we were so naive. We, we thought were young that and dumb. We were young and dumb. We thought that... uh after a nice shootout loss to Montreal, that better things would come. And then the next episode, you can go back and see this. What Listen to it with your own ears. We were 0-6, and, and I was still <laughs> saying the season wasn't done. Yes, you were you, the 15-game test. The 15-game test. The 15-game test could be determined after the third <laughs> game when they got crapped on by New Jersey and the Islanders. Like, wow, this is going to be a long season. But it all pays off. Everything happens for a reason. They have Rasmus Dahlin. They have the skin man, as we're going to call him now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel is mm-hmm. here for eight more years. And everything's looking up. They just got to you know piece it all together now. You and I, we're here to, we're here to cover this. Yes. And I think that's, great. that's the most exciting part. <laughs> I just show me fun. I don't care about the show wins. I just want to have fun. Last season was not fun. No. If anything, it was the complete and utter opposite of fun. Last mm-hmm. season was cancerous. It was, it was the worst season of my life. I can't think of a worse season, including the tank years, because the tank years were fun because you had something to root for. You were rooting for the Sabres to lose. Mm-hmm. Heck, I was driving the tank. I was driving that tank. You were commanding it. I was a tank commander. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I mm. oh bad memories. But anyways, there are better days ahead. Yes. Uh, awesome, Bob. Did Carolina really just give Jeff Skinner away for that little? Yes, it is not a dream. It actually happened. Uh, yeah. Point prediction from Middlestat and Darlene. That comes from Tyler. Oh God. I'll go first. Middlestat. Uh, 50, I would go 40 to 50, Darlene 30 to 45. You know what? Kind of a range. I'm going to say it. Middlestat is going to have, uh, I agree with you, 40 to 50. Rasmus Darlene is going to approach 60 points. Oh, pump the brakes. <laughs> I'm feeling it. That's like maybe even more. Like if he gets I... 60 points and like if the Sabres make the the playoffs like Norris. I'm Can you imagine like, a rookie a rookie wins the Norris trophy. Could you imagine that'd be mm. <laughs> okay. People, I'm I just want to let you know. 
I, there's one thing that I have experienced in my life, and that is one lesson that I want to say right now. The key to not being disappointed is to not expect anything. Don't expect playoffs. Don't expect last place. Don't expect anything. Just let it happen. Let it unfold before your eyes so you're not disappointed. So you're surprised. Heck, if you... If they if the Sabers make the playoffs, you know it'd be nice to be like, yeah, I knew it was going to happen all along. But you're gonna, have, it's gonna be fun either way. You know I'm gonna I mean? I'm gonna backtrack a minute here so people don't think I'm an idiot. I'm gonna say between thirty and forty points, <laughs> but like <laughs> sixty points. Do I think he's capable of that? Yeah, not I'm not gonna say. No, I'm not, not gonna yet. say. I'm not, not gonna yet. say it's this year, but I think he'll definitely get to thirty. Oh, he's sure. definitely capable of 60 in the future. Not Definitely mm-hmm. not in his rookie year, though. Just think when he is a grown man, a fully grown man. Fully grown, beautiful Swedish boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rasmus Dahlian. Mm-hmm. Oh, Finland scored. Yep. What's going on here? Who scored? Oh, I can't tell. I don't know. I'm, I got the delayed, delayed game here. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to renew my NHL TV subscription. It's not worth it for me. I'm never home. Oh, oh okay. Heck, I pr- I'll probably won't even be able to watch many of the Sabres games this year live. Oh, that's right. I'll oh, be you, in, don't, you don't even have a TV check. where you work. Oh, boy. Oh, I do not. Yes, oh. where you work, you can watch the games. Oh, we're all about get, Buffalo, baby. As Tim Murray would say, I'd get my pee-pee slapped if I'm yeah. on so, We're all about the Sabres, Ryan, man, boy. Well, actually, uh, without giving anything away, I will be able to... At least be listening to the games, mm. heck, maybe even watching them. But mm. that would be okay. Might be giving too much away there. But we'll go to uh, the Instagram questions now. Well, we'll do like four or five of them. I'll answer yeah. the rest of your questions mm-hmm. on our stories. The new amazing feature that Instagram put in, mm-hmm. where you can ask questions. So, oh, CJ Smith saw it. Cool. Oh, Good you man. know, they, uh, Instagram actually made that feature for us. They heard- the guys at Instagram heard our show and were like, yes. we need to help these dudes out. Antonio, it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming. It's 8.30. Where's my podcast? It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Coming to Vegas for the Buffalo game this season. Cool. Nice. Nice. There you go. Or wait until the end of the season. That comes from Frankie222. Uh... I'm going to say they definitely should sign him now because mm-hmm. if Skinner has like 40 goals, 80 points, something crazy like that, he's asking for $8 million instead of 7 mm-hmm. So, you know, sign him seven years, $7 million. That's probably what he's going to be asking for because that's what Kane got. Maybe even a little more. That's okay. They'll have the money for it, believe me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, about, I'm all about knowing what you're going to do ahead of time. So get him now. That'll give you a clearer look of what you want to do with Pominville. If you really do have to get rid of him instead of working around, if you need another guy like him, keep him around uh, a guy like Bull, you see what I like seeing what you got to do as the next season approaches next off season. Uh, Next one comes from Jordan. He asks what needs to happen for the Sabres to make the playoffs. I'm not going to say everything needs to go right, but a lot needs to go right. Mm-hmm. Carter Hutton needs to have a similar season to what he had last year. Zach Bogosian needs to be healthy. Rasmus Ristolainen needs to take a step. Darlene needs to be like a top-four defenseman. He needs to have a good year. Uh, Casey Middlestat having a Matt Barzell-like season. 
yeah. the Islanders last season. Eichel, he needs to have that offensive explosion that we've been waiting for, like an 85-90 point season. Oposo needs to come back. Heck, maybe can we get a contribution from a surprise guy in Rochester? Alex Nylander, I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. That I think that's what would have to happen in order for the Sabres to make the playoffs. I think Eichel needs to really pump. I think he needs to completely skyrocket, take his game to the next level. I'm talking mm-hmm. 80 points in that realm, somewhere around there. I think the defense has to start scoring. I think the defense has to be better, quite frankly. And I think the, uh, the goaltending has to be pretty darn good consistently. And depressed Buffaloes with the next question. Again, check out the Broken Bandwagon podcast. Check them out on Twitter. Uh, who is slash will be the fastest on the team? Eichel, Skinner, Gooley. Mm. Mm. I think Gooley is probably the best skater on the team. You think so? Yes. Definitely th- one of. Definitely. If we're picking from those three, uh, um, I'm going to go... the best skater, but... We're talking fastest here, so it might fastest. be. Might be. Again, it's been a while since I've been watching these guys play. So and what, what were the choices against, Murray? It was like Eichel, Skinner, Gooley, but, you know, Middlestat, possibly. Middlestat's not faster than those guys, I don't think. But mm, I would say. Yeah, it'd probably be Eichel. down to those three. Eichel, probably. Eichel's probably goes. the fastest, but I think Gooley is the best skater. You know, I don't know. I still think Eichel's the best skater on the team. And then Dalin. Hmm. It might have changed. You know, it might have changed. I think I said differently a few uh, weeks ago, but what are you going to do? Next one comes from Joe. He says, How do you think Rochester will do this season? Mm, I I think we'll take. I think similar. similar. Probably, Hmm. I would hope to think that. They can get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, I hope they can get a, a playoff win. I think I just want to see them. I want to see them do something late in the season. Next one comes from Ben. Do we need another top six forward? In my opinion, we do. I think they definitely do need another top six forward, but it's not going to come today. Is that Alex Nylander someday? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Is that one of our three first-round picks in the 2019 draft? Possibly. I don't think it's going to come tomorrow. I don't think it's going to come this season. It might come next year. Yeah, Internally, I think... Or whether that's a trade, free agent signing, who knows. I don't think you could ever have too many um, top-flight forwards. I think mm-hmm. a couple... Having one more top-six guy might be good because then that would move like a guy... Like, Connor Sherry into your uh, bottom six, which is not a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, And then we get a few questions about how the acquisition of Skinner affects expectations for the team. I think we've, I've mentioned it a little bit before here. I don't think it changes much. I think Mm -hmm. he makes the team a lot more fun to watch, but he essentially, I saw this on Twitter earlier. I forget who said it, but he, he's replacing Kane. He replaced pretty much adds a few more goals to what Evander Kane does did for this team. So, again, you need the full team around these guys to produce as well in order to win. So I think Skinner the, might have a better skill set, though, than Kane. Yeah, I think Skinner I, might be a more complete player. Mm-hmm. Skill-wise. Yeah, uh, and he's Kane's a better character a, yeah, guy as well. Better character, yeah. Mm. Okay, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, shout out our social medias, of course. You could 
find me on Twitter at LVKETCB. That's uh, Luke TCB with a V. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at Joe TCB NHL. Check out our blog, charging buff- thechargingbuffalo.net, as well as you can check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram at thechargingbuff. So that'll do it for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. If you enjoyed, we'd like to hear your feedback, good or bad. We'd love to hear it. Uh, You can DM us or add us, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you feel like doing. And I'm sure we'll catch you guys in a week or two on the next episode. Maybe a fun one, something like the Mm -hmm. Draft. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Maybe bring in a guest, someone else, someone else from Mm. TDCB. Maybe we'll get Jared or Steve on again. Or but, yep, someone outside the realm of TCB who's yeah, quite well, well known. We'll, we'll try. We'll try and get somebody quite well known. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that'll do it for this episode. Until the next one. Goodbye.